What a world you now listening to Talk of Brothers Podcast. Welcome to the Talk of Talk Talk of Brothers Podcast. Podcast. Allow me to reintroduce myself. So, talk of Brothers Podcast. Talk of Brothers. Talk of Brothers. Talk of Brothers Podcast with Smash and Goldie. Goldie and Smash, you guys doing your thing. The mic is contacted. I attract clientele. My brother. Goldie and Smash. Talk of Brothers. That's popping. We ain't worried about nothing. Y'all are now listening to Talk of Brothers. This podcast. What's happening, everybody? It's your boy Godi. And this is your boy Smash coming at you. And this is Giovanni. I want to welcome you guys to another episode of Talker Brothers Podcast. In our last episode, fellas, we know we talked about them not understanding um, the reason why we're asking for justice the way that we want it. And Gio, his future, I guess it would be cousin-in-law i guess she she would be um (laughs) he sent me a clip and the clip where she talked about she's in dance so she spoke mostly in that that genre of how racism plays in the dance the dance circle so when we watched the clip when i watched the clip and listening to her speak on it she made so much sense on if we they would just to, to take a step back and listen and understand have an understanding of of what of what the struggle is and and how that how yes I do want to help and I do want to be part of the the solution but I have to have an understanding of what the problem is before I can ins, ins, insert myself into the solution so that was like, oh yes, I have to have her on the show. Gio, call her right now because we definitely need to have that perspective because she put it in a way that I think that not only I can, not only we can understand as blacks, but whether you, whatever your race and ethnicity is, you would be able to understand the point that she was making. And her native name is Katie McGinnis. She's a dancer and she's a dance instructor as well as Katie, you're you, do you still dance for Norwegian Cruise Line? I don't currently. Um, no, I don't currently. I'm just doing like freelance stuff right now. But right. my focus right now is mostly like dance instruction and personal training. Okay. So welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. No problem. So I, I definitely want to to jump right in. And, and I, want, I want the listeners to understand the story that you told. And I want you to, to give that story again. So let that be the baseline of, of our conversation so they'll understand more of what I'm speaking of because I know I, I, I kind of killed it a little bit. So give, a, give us that story again so that the listeners can understand where we're going with this conversation. Okay, for sure. Um, I'll try to explain a couple things along the way because there will probably be some references that won't immediately make sense if you're not in the dance world. So I'll try to give a little bit of background as I go. Um, but I am obviously white. Um, and I got into a conversation, and this happened about two years ago, I would say, with a friend on Facebook. And she was a fellow dance instructor, and she's somebody that I consider a casual friend and and um, respect a lot. So I felt like, you know, she was somebody I could already have an open conversation and discussion with. So she had posted something on her Facebook, and it was a picture of the Hipway Ballerinas. And just a little bit of background on them. Um, the Hipway Ballerinas are primarily ballerinas of color and they do performances where they fuse ballet and hip hop and other styles. So she posted a picture of these dancers and her caption was something along the lines of like, just like sigh. Like she just seemed like she wasn't happy with it. And I was, in my mind, I thought my initial reaction was that she was making a comment on their dance technique because my experiences up to that point was that I'd heard people say that they weren't as qualified as other ballerinas because of the way they fused like ballet and hip hop styles. And I have a personal connection with the creator of Hip Play. He was one of my dance instructors growing up. So I felt compelled to say something And I just popped on and I said something along the lines of like, hey, you know, I think these ladies are really great. I think they've earned their dues. Like, I don't get what your problem is, you know? And she responded back to me and 
And pretty quickly on into the conversation, I realized that it wasn't about what I thought it was about. Like I thought it was about dance and dance only, completely missing that she was a woman of color. These were all dancers of color that she was posting about. And her bigger point to me was that the organization is great, it's fine, but young black girls, young dancers of color don't see themselves represented on that larger scale in other organizations. They don't have as many options. And that's what she was trying to say to me. And and I still was like, okay, but without thinking, I was like, but what about Misty Copeland? Misty Copeland is, you know, a black dancer with ABT, ABT who I looked up to very much. And she's been kind of an icon for black dancers breaking into the industry, so to speak. Um, so I was like, well, what about her? You know, like she does provide some representation for, you know, other companies too. Like I was just kind of like, oh, like it wasn't that I didn't value her opinion or didn't understand the problem. It was just that I was kind of just like spouting up like thoughts out without, without thinking. Right. Like I was, I was just like, oh, well, what about this? What about this? And she stayed like really patient with me, but another woman in the comments got kind of frustrated with me. And I just remember feeling like, oh, like I've done something wrong. And I kind of like understand why they're frustrated, but I don't fully get it. And I just like, I felt like, no, like that's not my intention. I was, I was just like, oh, but, and so at the time I just didn't handle it very well at all. I was just like, okay, like I respect your opinion. Cool. Bye. Like I didn't handle it well. And looking back, I'm like, wow, I really, really messed up in that conversation by not taking the time to listen and understand it wasn't about me. And and what I said in the video that I created that I hope white people especially pay attention to is the issue was that having one black dancer, one person of color in a dance company, in an organization is never adequate representation and for me to not think before I speak and just suggest like oh well what about this one person of color was super insensitive of me and because quite frankly I'm just you know I'm still ignorant on some things and I'm still working on educating myself I you know was insensitive and I was super unhelpful in the moment during that conversation so that's why I created the video just to, you know, in the hopes that other white people like me, my friends, my family members would watch that and reflect on a time in their lives where, you know, maybe they did something like that too. And they started out with good intentions, but, you know, along the way, just not taking the time to sit back and listen and not taking the time to recognize that the conversation really wasn't about them um you know it's it's those little things that contribute to the bigger problems we have today there's overt racism but there's so many people who think they aren't racist and 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 would never say anything offensive and you know but we do because we just you know we sometimes we just we don't know and the best thing we can do is educate ourselves and own up to our mistakes and apologize for our mistakes and seek education and move forward. Right. And the last title of the last episode was ignorance isn't bliss, right? Because you, you don't know. And it's not like, for, like, like you said in, in your statements, it wasn't that you were being insensitive. You just didn't understand. I just didn't understand it until after the fact that once we got further into that conversation, then it started to dawn on me like wow okay now i see where they're coming from and that's why we're here today is that we want to shed that light from from somebody that is white that can that maybe they'll listen you know what i'm saying if it comes from you maybe they'll listen just a little bit more versus us just screaming to the heavens and saying no you need to listen but there's a moment in time Drew Brees came out and said his insensitive remarks, and it, and it, it, it and that kind of fell into the same area of he just didn't know, he just didn't understand, he never took the time out 
that you surrounded around all these black folks and you never had a conversation about them about why Kaepernick took this knee and why, you know, the position that you play that it's it we don't get to play that position as much as you get to play it and it just goes on and on and that's you know as you depicted in the dance circle it happens in football it happens in business it happens in in every walks of life when it comes to um white black and white you know so um that's that's the reason why i definitely want you to tell that story so that people can understand that you know I do need some education and I do need to apologize. You know, I do need to say I'm starved because that's where it starts off first. You know, we can get into a big fight and we'll never resolve our, our argument until one person says, you know what? I apologize and let's move forward. You know, Yeah, I, I know you don't represent the whole white race. So, but I'm just asking you, why is it hard for people to have the, the race talk? Like if you don't understand something or you think like, and I'm just using this as an example, if you think somebody's getting an attitude or something, why is it hard to just say like, hey, can let me clarify what you're saying? Are you saying this? Can you clarify what you what you mean by that for me? I think, you know, I, I don't I don't really think there is any good excuse or explanation for why white people tend to, you know, not have those conversations or not ask those tough questions I don't I don't think it's okay and I know a lot of my white friends are recognizing that and trying to make the change but a lot of people still a lot of people are just you know uncomfortable um and and again that's that's not an excuse but for myself like I was brought up within my extended family especially our family is like pretty quiet we're pretty laid like maybe laid back isn't isn't the right word but I was always taught to like be polite don't rock the boat if someone like disagrees with you it's 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 better to be polite than right um and I think that can work against us in a lot of ways because I, I think sometimes we we see things happen that we know in the back of our mind aren't okay or a friend makes a comment or a joke or something and like we know it's not okay but this idea of being polite is ingrained in us so it's like it's like don't rock the boat um and I think a lot of people white people too when it comes to conversations like with their black friends sometimes we're so scared of doing the wrong thing that we just don't do anything at all like doing the wrong thing saying the wrong thing asking the wrong question we don't want to offend so we just kind of just like sit back and hope it goes away because it's not something we've ever had to personally deal with and I think we're starting to wake up and realize that it doesn't matter if we haven't had to personally deal with it like this is a massive problem and it's it's embarrassing that we haven't had much of a voice in it up until this point um so to answer your question, I, I think there's a lot of things at play. I don't think there's really an excuse for it, though. I, I think we absolutely can and should do better and, and just ask those questions. Hey, can you explain this to me? Can you, can you clarify? Right. Yeah, I, I think that's one of the biggest one of the biggest issues is because like a lot of times <clears throat> when when we as blacks respond, it comes off to others as a you know, negative or anger type attitude. But in reality, we're like, it might just be a duh question to us. Like, we might be like, you don't know this? Like, right. you know what I mean? And like, if if like Godie would have said that to me, I would have been like, oh, I got it. You trying to play me? Or like, you know, I, I messed up. That was my fault. But when it comes off to other people, they're like, why is he, why was he so aggressive with that? Or why was she so, you know what I mean? But I got I got white friends. I know that's like the racist thing that people say. I got black friends. I got white friends. But um, it's like I don't know your culture, and and a lot of times it's not even about your culture. We're we're all a product of our environment. So it's it's where you grow up, and that's what raises you. So it's like sometimes I need to learn about if if I if you grew up in um, what is it Wheaton, Illinois. Mm -hmm. I, 
I know nothing about that. So I need to find out what y'all did there. Yeah, I had to look well on the map as... myself. Where is we? Just like Just like for Go D, like it's it's a whole different life or atmosphere in, in New Orleans. Most people experience the you know the touristy part when they go to Mardi Gras, but it's a whole different life there and and I don't know about that, so I talked to him, and he said, "You got to come experience," and he showed me around, and that's often what happens, but it comes through communication. Uh, Katie, so I know you're going at it with a lot of friends and family. Do you lose any um, respect for any family members or friends, or do you have more or less friends through this process? That's a good question. Um, you know, I've been picking and choosing who I want to engage with, not because I don't think. Like, I, I absolutely think everyone needs to be checked and corrected. But sometimes if it's, well, we're talking about friends and family members. So friends and family members, absolutely. If you post something problematic or if I need clarification, we're going to talk about it 100%. Um, but Facebook, I mean, Facebook can get super overwhelming. And I feel like that's just kind of where everybody's like, dumping their thoughts and opinions right now. Um, I did have a conversation with one of my family members that has been pretty frustrating. I feel like I haven't gotten any feedback from them that makes me think that I'm getting anywhere. Um, and, and that's tough. So, so essentially they posted, they've posted a lot of things um, on their Facebook condemning the riots and just really, really strong opinions about how the people who are rioting are such bad, horrible, terrible people. And so I jumped on and I was just like, hey, like, let's talk about this because while I agree that destruction of property is, you know, inherently not good and violence is not good like I don't see anything else on your wall about everything that happened first like you're just gonna sit back and not address that and 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 not expect anybody to question that and and I phrased it in a much like nicer more I don't know I kind of like held his hand and was like your family I love you I think you have the best intentions <laughs> like try you know tried to phrase it in a way that he would really listen right and the feedback i got was just angry defensive straight up told me to like sit down and be quiet and i was just like where is this coming from like what and and so we went from the facebook comments to facebook messenger and i just kept trying to steer the conversation in the direction of like okay, you don't like rioting. I get it. And we can agree on that. Like that's, I'm pretty sure everyone agrees. Well, everyone agrees on the base statement for the most part that violence and destruction of property is wrong. Like, okay, sure, whatever. But you're not talking about the bigger issue here. You're not addressing why everyone's so upset. You're not talking about how we got here and you're a white person and you just blatantly ignoring that fact is not okay and and so we went back and forth for a long time and and I, I finally just started asking direct questions like hey can we talk about something else like can I ask your stance on the Black Lives Matter movement do you think it's important that we as white people get involved have you done anything like are you open to hearing like what I've done and what's important to me and the only thing that I got him to say after all of this back and forth was like, I accept the movement. I won't say anything bad about it. And I'm just like, okay, but I mean, that's, that's not enough. Yeah. You tell me privately in a message that you accept the movement, but you're telling the world something completely different and you don't care about how you come, how you come across. And, and so it's been really frustrating. And, and unfortunately I, you know, I love him just the same as family, but I have, lost a little bit of respect for him because I I didn't see it coming like he wasn't a family member that I thought held that viewpoint and and that's and that hits the 
the nail on the head because you're you're thinking of you you you're speak a lot of a lot of Caucasians speak on the aftermath of, of things. You know, they don't think of what actually caused this problem. They know, Smash knows, Geo knows, and everybody who listens knows that I don't have a problem with the riots. I don't have a problem with them burning stuff down because to me, violence begets violence. If you giving out violence, then you're gonna get violence in return. People have to give that have to get that anger out some kind of way, right? You don't want to listen. We tried to kneel, you didn't listen. We tried to do it peacefully, you didn't listen. Now here's another black life being being you know taken away from us. So now we're gonna riot. So now that you have to listen, and this rioting, although yes, it is senseless to destroy property, but the idea of you destroying this property has now made you take notice of me, right? Your cousin who is totally insensitive to the 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 issues that we deal with, and and you don't want to sit down and discuss it with me so you can understand it, but I got your attention, don't I? Right? So I'm I'm burning these buildings down, I'm tearing up the street, but now I have your attention. So it's effective. It's it's cause it's doing what it's supposed to do. It's it's, it's making you uncomfortable to the point where you have to take notice and you have to listen. And it's it's to see the wildfire spread across the country in so many cities, it's doing what it's supposed to do. And that's why I don't have a problem with, with them rioting and burning stuff down because, and then furthermore, coming from a black perspective, we don't own anything, right? 99% of America is owned by, by whites. So when we're tearing up and what we're burning, it's not even ours in the first place. You know, you 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 insert these different things in our community, and at some point in time, example like Target, you're you're a Target, but you're in my community. But what are you doing to to bolster my community, right? So you buy that square, you buy that square of land, and you put trees there, you make it all beautified. But what about the the blocks over to the left, the blocks over to the right, the blocks in front of you, the blocks behind you. What are you doing to beautify that? Yeah, you're definitely giving employment, but we know what you're employing us and what you're paying us is not a, a living wage. You know what I'm saying? So how are you making it better for us? And and that's that's the hard conversation that I don't think that whites and blacks want to have this hard conversation. And for me, for me and Smash and Geo, we're friends. And if I'm your friend, I genuinely have you, I have love for you and I have compassion for you. So anything that comes out of my mouth, it's not to be hurtful. You know what I'm saying? So if, and it goes for the same way as it white or black, I can tell Smash, man, that was dumb. He could tell me, Derek, that was dumb. You know, and I know it's not coming from a hurtful place because I'm your friend, right? So anything that you say, you know, you, you know, how many times you and your friends sit down and you have a conversation and you're like, you know what? Then that was dumb. Don't sit outside this, don't sit outside this circle anymore. You know what I'm saying? Because this is what this is what should have been said, right? So if you have black or white friends and you're genuinely friends, there's nothing that you can say that can hurt my feelings because I know that you have my back. There's so many people that have come out. Um, I keep using Russell Simmons' daughter. You know, she's in a she's in a, a affluent home, right? She's rich, she's she's has all this money, and she she has the finer things that most minorities don't have. So she's she exposed to more multicultural people, multicultural things. And then when this happened, they just disappeared, right? The same thing that you spoke about. That they didn't say anything, um, because they didn't know how to address it, they don't know how to approach her. You know what I'm saying? So, but if you're my friend, like she said, if you're my friend, speak out. And if you're wrong, I'll correct you. You know what I'm saying? We, we want us to all to be on the same page. So so I, I think like at a time like this, when when the George Floyd thing specifically happened, I think a lot of black people just wanted somebody to reach out and say, how are you doing? Yeah. And it was just like silence across the board. Like it was just silent. And one thing we say where I work at, <clears throat> we tell people, you got to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. So you got to have those talks. It's uncomfortable to have those talks, uh, you know, uh, cross uh, racial barriers, you know, uh, white to black or any other racial areas. But you got to get comfortable with having those because that's where it's going to break down at. That's where it's going to break down. If Because if you don't know, you can't do better. But once you know, we all do better. 
And like, like I said, like there are things I learned that I would have never did. Like, and so this is going to be like number 188 that I've said it this, <laughs> uh, this time. But for my white friends, I learned how to play cornhole. Oh man, do we? I get, I get, I get talked about all the time. I, I'm talking about you right now with cornhole. <laughs> that is definitely a white activity. That's definitely a white activity. Yeah. But once you play, you hook. Once you play, you hook. I don't know what it is about that damn cornhole, but once you play, you hook. So, but I would have never played cornhole had it not been for my white brothers and sisters. You know what I'm saying? So. It's just you got to be able to have those uncomfortable conversations with each other, and sometimes you got to have it. We we have it with our um, with our you know within the black community, but it's just more like you know they be like ah well, no hey dog man I'm just gonna tell you straight up bro because I don't know how to tell you, you fucking up right <laughs> and then you be then you be like what am I doing wrong right and they tell you you know what and, I mean but <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with arguing I mean. We argue all the time. You white, black, it doesn't matter who you are, you argue. But at some point in time, you come back to, to reality and be like, you know what? Okay, I see your point. And I think it's like you said, it's kind of sensitive. It's kind of us for us to like we don't intermingle. I don't think we intermingle enough. I don't think we socialize enough. You know, I don't think, you know, how many times you go to a, a social gathering and it's just in our it's just in us to migrate to what what we know and who we know you know versus the, you know the commonality yeah and then eventually throughout the night the drinks get the flow and everybody get to loosen up <laughs> and then you just see a hodgepodge <laughs> of people having a good time you know that is true and, that and, is true but so if we mingle it, together then I, I think we'll 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 come to some kind of common ground you know what's a great example of what you just said Godie? like if you, if you think about everybody's office Christmas party, everybody meets. Exactly. They go to the commonality. <laughs> but once those drinks start flowing, you see everybody dancing with everybody like. Right. <laughs> and right. if you don't know you how right. to do the dance, they're going to help you. They're going to show you. It's all love. You're right. It's all love. Yeah. So so maybe the, maybe we should drink more. Maybe that's the answer. Hey, hey <laughs> drinking, drinking has brought so many people together. <laughs> go ahead, Gio. <laughs> yeah, so going back to um, we're just dealing with your family members growing up. Like, I was racist because, like, did you guys have these tough conversations while you were growing up? Like, um, during the Rodney King incident, did you guys even have a conversation about it? Did you just try to be polite and ignore it? Or, I mean, no, like we we didn't we we didn't really talk about things as they happened, like my parents are very progressive and open-minded and I reached out to my mom because she had been kind of silent on social media but she doesn't post that much anyways and I was just like hey like are, are you guys talking about what's going on at home like are you guys having these tough conversations and she said she said yeah your dad and I especially and and you know I believe her and I, and I think they are and um but growing up no so I grew up in Wheaton and it's a very white upper middle class suburb and like you know in elementary school if I had two non-white kids in my class that was like a lot you know and then middle school a little more high school a little more but it, I mean it was still I would say my high school was at least I, I would guess 90% white um and so that was just the community we grew up in was a community of white people who, like you said, like didn't mix with other cultures and backgrounds and viewpoints enough. And, um, you know, my parents always taught me to be loving and open-minded and they, they did teach me to see color. Like they, they did teach me that other people are different and we respect those differences. Like they, they instilled some very, um, good values in me but as far as specific events growing up we didn't talk about those you know and I really wish we had more and I think you know I, I think my parents just really weren't talking about those things in their circles and so they didn't talk to their kids about them you know um 
And it's, I, I think that's something that really needs to change moving forward. And, and that's, that's a good point. That's a good question, Jill, because the simple fact is that had it been discussed, you know, we, we, we all are blank slates, whether we, whatever our nationality is, we are blank slates and we only learn what's being taught. We only learn what we see. And for us to not have, for us to not have that look, and I mean, for us not to have that look like somebody else, I mean, it didn't dawn on you to, you know, my, my mom and my dad would always tell me, if you see something that, you know, if you go into, I was in big in sports, and if I played sports and you were on a team with, with somebody that didn't look like you, go make it your point to go out and meet them and, and greet them and understand who they are and befriend them. Now, if you get to knowing them and they just, you, you just don't mix, you just don't blend as a person, then that's fine. But don't, you know, don't, don't make it a don't make it a habit of not trying to figure out who they are and what they are, and because you may learn something, you know. Because let's face it, I got black friends I can't stand. You know what I'm saying? It's not that I don't like you. I mean, it's not that because you because you're black. That don't mean I gotta like you. You know what I'm saying? And and that's just the way it is. But it's not because because of who you are or what you are. It's just that we we're not in sync as friends. We're not in sync as people to be able to to socialize or do things together with each other. And I think that's that's a huge mile, that's a huge hurdle that I think that we need to cross by having these hard talks. Cause me, I have three boys. I have four boys. And after all these incidents happen, I have to sit down and have this conversation with my kids because they look like me. And I would I would want I would want Caucasians, I would want anybody of any ethnicity that don't look like me to have these conversations so that they can have their kids to understand why. Now, I get one thing about it, about the Generation X, that they're more intermingled, they're more on common ground with each other than we are, right? And that's because I've moved to the suburbs. So now they get to see more whites, they get to see more black, they get to see more Latinos, they get to see more Asians. So they develop these friendships, right? And, and they don't, no, I don't. They don't. They're not tied behind one race, one nationality, and then have to seek out guidance on their own, you know. So, and I think that's what makes this new generation more cohesive as a unit and understanding. And that's where more of them have thinking like you have, and 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 want to want to seek out the truth. I'm not waiting for the truth to come to me. I'm going to seek it out. I want to figure out why there's such animosity amongst whites and blacks and why whites won't allow us to be progressively better, you know? So um, that's a good point. And I hope that people that are listening and, and once we share this, that they take a point from that, that, you know, we need to have, you need to have those tough conversations with your kids about why we're struggling the way that we're struggling, why we're doing what we're doing. And it shouldn't have to be when a George Floyd dies. It shouldn't have to be when something tragic happens. It should just be normal conversation. You know, you know, we, we don't have to sit around and, and, and wait for something tragic to happen to have these conversations. Yeah, I'm not going to say last question, but one of the questions I have is <laughs> how does it feel for you and how does your, I guess it's a two-part question. How do you feel, for one, but how does your family feel that you about to go into an interracial, marry into an interracial relationship? I mean, my family's always been incredibly supportive. I think my family, if anything, my family's just kind of excited about uh, God, for the lack of a better word, like, I don't know, they're, they're just excited. They are excited about Rob's culture and like, you know, just being exposed to that. Like we were supposed to get married next weekend. Um, so we were in Puerto Rico a couple months ago and my mom came with us and, and she was just like, this is so great. I'm so excited. <laughs> like, I, you know, like she, she's just, she's very excited about it everyone's very open-minded um as as far as that goes and you know prior to Rob I didn't really have 
very many serious relationships and the only others, I guess you could call it a serious relationship I was in high school, um, was with a black guy. So it's not, I never really had a serious white boyfriend. So it's not really shocking. So or they, anything did, they didn't expect family. nothing else from you. Huh? It was like, oh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I... <laughs> I, I know I should be more aware of it, but like, I'm not always that aware that I'm in an interracial relationship. Right. Like if I'm not hanging out with um, Rob's family, like if I'm not around that Puerto Rican side of what's going to be my family, um, I'm not always aware of it, but it's interesting because we've been having a lot of conversations at home and um, my extended family lives in Southwest Missouri, which is, even whiter than Wheaton, if that's possible. Um, and <laughs> when we walk around down there, like Rob has made comments before about looks he gets from people. And I will notice it every once in a while, but for the most part, I am still just kind of unaware because those looks aren't, even though it's about us walking together, those looks aren't directed towards me. Um, and I think that's tough too because I I feel like I, I should notice and be aware every time that happens um, you know but yeah I mean I mean as far as an interracial relationship I it doesn't even occur to me that that should be or is a, a controversial thing for people but I know it very much is in, in a lot of families um, but yeah you touched the hot button that smash. I, I had to hit it. I had to hit it. I, I mean, I was going to follow it up with how you feel coming to be with Gio being family, but what you answered was good enough. <laughs> you see, she didn't say I mingle with Gio because it's, 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 not, it's not a good thing to mingle with Gio. No. They, they, want, they warned her ahead of time. They're like, this is my cousin Alex. He's, he's a little off. <laughs> right. So, so you did answer that. So, on a lighter note, when is the wedding planned for? Now it is June twelfth, twenty twenty one. Awesome! Oh wow! Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And now I'm, I'm gonna say that I'm saying awesome because I have several friends that are that that they are planning on getting married like the next three months, and I'm like, I'm not coming, and I'm more than sure yeah, a, no. a lot of other people not coming either. So. <laughs> Just push this yeah. thing back. I mean, just think about uh -huh. it. If it don't last to another year, you save you some money, right? So, but if it... If it, <laughs> if it, if, if it don't last. If it work out, just fine. So, but yeah, that's, yeah. that's awesome. That's Because I, I, it, it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. You know what I'm saying? So don't rush it. I, 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 that's a good thing. Kudos to you guys for doing that. Yeah. So, Gio... Yes. Go ahead, ask your future cousin-in-law a hard question, man. This is your this is your opportunity to. Well, this is this is kind of off topic, but my son, little AJ, he was asking. He's like, I'm. I look good. I look handsome. He's still waiting from that contract from your agency, Katie. <laughs> I got you. We got to make him a website. We have to do digitals. We have to. We got a lot of work to do. <laughs> but first, Can we dance? But no, no. The first thing we got to do is get AJ in some clothes first. That's the first thing we got to do. <laughs> the the brother don't like to wear clothes. No, this is true. This is true. We get it from the daddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Katie, if if you when you're sitting down with your friends and all of this has happened. Um, what what is your what is your what is your intentions moving forward to how that you want to handle these race conversations? What, what how do you what is your plan to go forward to handle these conversations? Whether it be white, black, whoever, whatever company you're in. That's a good question. Um, I think my plan going forward is just to is is to always address it. Like I know there have been times in the past where. I didn't say something out of respect because someone was older than me or I just met them or wh whatever I told myself, like 
somebody would say something that I was uncomfortable with that maybe wasn't outright racist, but like a little bit problematic. And I, I would choose in the moment to let it go. And my plan moving forward is that I, I can't afford to do that anymore. That it's, you know, I, I can't, if I feel strongly and I have a voice um, and I actually want things to change, it's not okay to just let those things go because it might result in an uncomfortable situation. Um, so my plan moving forward is to continue to have those uncomfortable conversations, even when the time might seem inappropriate, even if it's something as simple as like, Hey, I don't know what your intention was behind that, but I don't fully agree with it. Can we talk about that more? It doesn't always have to be, you know, a, a big confrontation or I think right. people can be so sensitive. Um, yeah. So, so I'm, I, I think I, I need to figure out the best way to go about that, but I have to say something. Um, and as, as far as me personally, I want to make more of an effort to, you know, just continue to donate to causes that I align with, not just right now with everything that's going on. Like if I feel really strongly about a cause, set up a monthly donation or a yearly donation, even if it's not that much, it's because they don't just need that support right now. Um, right. You know, that making sure that a month from now, when we're not seeing as many posts from people who are trying to be allies and things like that, like still seeking out that content that's important and needs to be communicated, um, even if it's not the first thing on my feed. Because like right now, I can just repost all day. I'm like, great, I agree with that, I agree with that, I agree with that, <laughs> repost, repost, repost. Right. In a month, it, it, you know, it's, it's going to be back to, like Instagram is going to be back to what it was before. Look at um, me, look at me, look at me. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I mean, and I do that too on my Instagram. That's, yeah. that's part of my job. We all do. Um, but it's it's my job moving forward to seek out that information and not just respond to it and react to it when it's right in front of me. Right. Yeah. And that's my biggest fear. What <laughs> are some of your resources while you're searching or educating yourself? Um, I mean, a lot of it, like I'm getting from friends. Um, there's a couple Instagram accounts that there, there's two women who post really great content and they're both, um, black women and I can follow up, but I don't remember their handles at all right now, but I tagged them in the last post I did. Um, but I mean, a lot of it is, is just like coming from friends um i've been trying to just educate myself in in whatever way i can so my resources it's not coming from one place or another um but a lot of it is like if somebody has a personal connection to something like i posted a facebook status asking about black owned businesses that i could support and a lot of people chimed in with businesses and also like causes i could donate to so if i have a friend who i feel like um whether they're white or black or whatever. Um, if I have a friend who has a personal connection to a cause and then I look into that cause and I'm like, okay, great. I like what you're doing. That's that's typically like enough for me. Um, as far as resources for educating myself, I know I have room to grow there. Like I've been trying to learn about different things. Um, I learned about the history of Ida B. Wells, which I didn't know about it all before um they talked about her history on another podcast that um is run by two women and they it's called my favorite murder and it's usually like a true crime podcast i know, know though mm -hmm. yeah but they deviate sometimes and and they do a great job of um touching on current events and and talking about things that are going on um so they on their most recent podcast talked about the history of Ida B. Wells and I was like why didn't I know this before um so yeah I've been listening to podcasts reading articles I'm I'm 
mostly like turning to my friends and, and asking them for recommendations. But I feel like as far as educating myself, there's there's just so much more I have to learn because there's so much we are purposely not taught in history growing up. And that's a whole separate issue. Um, yeah, that's a, whole nother, that's a whole nother episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I would make one suggestion for you. And yeah, a financial giving is always great. Don't get us wrong. It's, you know, financially, it's always great. But nothing is better than sweat equity. And when I say that, I mean by if you see something that you align to, it's when, when it comes to interracial, you know, to black causes, whether white causes, insert yourself into it. You know, don't just throw money at it. Insert yourself into it. And, and I'm hard. And don't get me wrong. I'm bad at it, too. Like, you know, when when something comes up and somebody has some kind of event going on, my first inclination is, you know what? I'll throw money at it and that'd be my donation. But I know that I need to, in order to to understand and, and have um, and care about it, is to insert myself into it. So if you see those different scenarios or, or different events or causes that you feel passionate about and it's 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 for us by us, insert yourself into it and, and watch the difference and network and watch the difference, you know, that education is going to make. It's going to start happening naturally and you'll 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 learn some great stories, you know, because we're we're pretty. We're pretty complex of a people, and I and that's one thing I want them to to be able to sit down and understand that you know we can we can morph like nobody else. Like we can change, you know. I can be sitting up here having a conversation, being the blackest of black, and then the phone ring, and I gotta turn white, you know. So we can we can do that. <laughs> so you you know just insert code switch. right code switching like a bug, but insert yourself. <laughs> And, and, into it and, and watch the difference watch the difference and, and you'll align yourself with a lot of people that other you otherwise wouldn't have if you hadn't insert yourself into the situation definitely yeah thank you so smash yes sir any closing words my brother yes I want to uh, thank Katie for coming on because um, you got you got to have these difficult talks and one thing that I've learned from it is like we have these talks, it's inciting on both sides. And what happens is we spread. You're gonna go tell a friend or tell a family member and vice versa. I'm gonna tell a friend, tell a family member. And it's gonna start to plant that seed and then it's gonna grow. And eventually, you know, I'm not I'm not naive to say racism is gonna be wiped out, but at one point you're gonna you're gonna bring one person in. And if we can bring one person in to understand all sides then we've already won and then the second thing i'll say is um another way to beat this this old racism thing is at your at your uh, local polls man go vote geo yes <laughs> um last remarks thank you for coming on you know what I'm saying we're excited to have you as a guest also the family's pretty excited about you too <laughs> Oh, you got the approval. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. She said, I remember yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, you know, saying just uh, a couple updates. Uh, Michael Jordan is um, willing to be involved with the community for once. Stop there. Stop there. Because nah, you know I love me some Jays now. You know I love Jordan to the, to the fullest, right? Uh, but come on, Jay. Do you have to give us this $100 million over 10 years? Just get cut the check, bro. Just cut the check. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> yeah. So you know. So that's the one good thing. Uh, another person that's not uh, that's not. Um, let's see. The black community don't like or black Twitter don't like anymore is on uh, Kanye, but he set up a college fund for Mrs. Floyd's daughter. I don't know if you guys heard about that. Yeah, I have. I'm, keep it moving. You know how I feel about Kanye. Keep it moving. <laughs> Yeah, that's about it. And then you know the president, you know the president says something stupid again. As usual. Did you guys see the? Did you guys see the the mayor of D.C. paint mm -hmm. down 16th Street? Black Lives Matter. How you think that yeah. was? Nah. How how you think he feel right now? <laughs> oh, you want you want an honest opinion? <laughs> I think he thought of it himself. 
He said it came to him in a dream. Right. He, he even hired Kaepernick <laughs> to do the painting. Are y'all serious? Yes, bro. Look it up. I've I've been busy all day, man. I ain't been able to check. Hey, that. man, it was it was crazy. And like Gio said, he said earlier today, like you know, you're gonna take credit for it. <laughs> but man, Katie, Katie, I, I appreciate you taking the time out. And, and giving us the opportunity to understand what you're thinking and get an opportunity to understand what we're thinking. And we definitely consider you an ally. Definitely 110%. So um, you can lean on us anytime you want to ask a question. There's no dumb question. You can ask us because we get them all the time from Smash. So it doesn't matter. But- all the time. <laughs> and I'm about to ask you with enough. I'm about to hit, I was about to hit it with a dumb question right now. What? Can you leave us on a dance? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I need to see a what is it, a pirouette? A, 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 plie, a plie, a plie. Oh, look, look she about to do it. Let, let's see. Let's see. Let me move my phone to somewhere where you can see me. I'll, I'll give you one plie and one pirouette. There you go. Okay. <laughs> there you go. All right, we're gonna do a plie. There it is. Another plie. <laughs> now we're gonna do a pirouette. Oh, okay. There you go. Applause. Round of <laughs> awesome, applause. Awesome. We awesome, thank awesome. we thank you and we definitely want to have more conversations like this. And one thing that we're big on, whether it if it's if it's a, a, a discussion, we want both sides to discuss it. We don't want to just have us sitting here and discuss it. So for you to to take the time out of your day and um have this uncomfortable conversation, that means a whole lot. So thank you. Oh, also, where can um where can the viewers find you at? Um, I'm on Instagram um, at Katie K A T I E underscore McGinnis M C G I N N I S. I post most of my stuff on there. Okay, for all the listeners, make sure that you you share Raiders five stars on on iTunes. Make sure that you join the Facebook group. There's always stimulating conversation going on there. These same type of hard conversations that we're having right now, they're happening in that group right now. So make sure that you join there. And also share, 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 because we want to make sure that everybody have these hard conversations going forward. So with that being said, much love. We out. We have returned to claim the pyramid. in on the mothership. I am the mothership connection. Get down in 3D. Light year groove.